0: Welcome. Today we're going to learn Pashtun B'Shalach. So I'd like to start with a aside from the Rambam and the Moira, Chela Gimel, Perak Lamed Be'ez. Here's the question, right at the beginning of B'Shalach it says, they're going to be facing a battle, and they will v'shov uh, Mitzrayimad, they're going to be scared and they're going to run away. They don't want to go back to Mitzrayim. But Midbar. It took him through the Midbar. So the Rambam says that the reason why I took him to a Midbar was because in a Midbar, it's a it's very hard existence and they would develop more courage and fortitude. So when they're coming to invade Canaan, the, invade they'll be more um, mentally prepared to go into battle. So the Rambam asks... If that was the problem, that they were lacking in courage, so why didn't the just give them the courage and uh, let them go? So the Rambam says a klal, that the never does anything to change a person's human nature. He says, if you want to change your nature, you have to do it yourself. You have to go through a process, something. But the Rabban will make all kinds of nisim but it will never change the nature of a person. That is completely up to you and your circumstances. And so, this is what the Rambam says. I just wanted to mention that. Okay. So... So, the khalasaur is running away and the Mithriyam are chasing after them. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, they're, they're crying out, they were davening, screaming, and Moshe says, don't worry, you don't have to worry, we're going to have a nest over here, Hashem is going to fight for you, and you're going to see Yeshua. Why are you davening to me? so, tell, tell Klael Yisrael they should move. And uh, then they took, moved and uh, the Yam split. And they went into, through the Yam. Sarashi says like this. There was no, really no mention in the Pesach that he was davening. Sarashi says. Lo was no mention the that while they were standing over there on the on the Ayam, on the seashore, he was standing and davening. So Rabbi Shlom said to him, "Now is not a time to daven long. Because Klal Yisrael is in a tzara, because Yisrael is in a Now is not the time to be marukh betfila to daven long. Too much davening. Now is not the time." So you see a few things in this Rashi. First of all, you see from Rashi that, uh, that Rabban was waiting until he finished davening to give him the command and to go forward and to open up uh, and, to, and to, to split the army. He was waiting. He said, "When don't daven long because if you daven long, then he's going to have to wait. And if you have to wait, Khalid Yisrael is suffering. But you also see from over here that, that it was appropriate for him to daven. Even though he told everybody, we have a promise in the Shalom, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this to the, to, to the Mitzrayim, and Hashem, we had a promise, he told them, you have nothing to worry about. It was still appropriate for him to daven. However, to daven, yes, not to be Marek Vitzvillav. So, okay, so the question is, why did he have to daven? Why was he davening? So we see... Um, in Pasha's Vayera, it says, This is when Avraham and Sarah went to Plishtim, to Grar, and Avimelech was punished, that, that nobody in his house could give birth. Hashem, Avram davined for Avimelech, and Rebbein Shalom cured them, and they were able to, to give birth. And Rav Ha'ef Zaretz says, <speaking anyone> Sarant, <Baldwin>. so》And Rebbein Shalom remembered Zora, Clan- and the uh, and Vatarvatel is Saul of Labron ben Shehadah has a son Sarashi so says Samakh paszul kanla mat khat to teach you shikala mva kas rahma if you'd for somebody would sort the offer and if you and you also need the same thing who unanathilla so he is he, the answer to the Trilla comes first to the person who's davening, even though he wasn't davening for himself, he was davening for somebody else, but he's answered first. And then it says Hashem pokad, so, and so, even before Avimelech was cured, she already had, uh, well, you know, had a child. She was became pregnant. So you see from over here that, that it was the filler. it was Avram's filler, Even though the malachim came and they promised him next year, next year, ke'ez chayo, that was they made a mark and exactly the same time next year sora would have a son. So there was a promise from the Rebbeinu He said malachim and he promised him that that next year at this exact time, they would be she would have a son. So why did he have to daven? So you see from this. That even though you have a promise or a bracha or something, but you need tefillah, tefillah is like the mafteach, like mafteach from Lemato. There are certain mafteachs which the Shalom has and he gives them over the or keeps them himself like the Gemara says in But for a person to be able to enjoy the bracha or the promise that Shalom gave him, the, the, the mafteach for that is tefillah. So, uh, so Avram needed tefillah in order that Sora should have a son. So he was davening for Avimelech, and he was needing tefillah. So the tefillah for worked for him, and sh- so but he needed tefillah. So over here, even though they had a promise from the Rabbi Shloim that, that there would be a Ness that there would be a on Yeshua, but uh, but Moshe uh, Daven, It was appropriate he should because the mafeich to bring the Ness, is tefillah. So he needed tefillah. But the question is, why was he marriag mitfilah? The bunch says he should not be Mark Betfila. And the only reason he should not be Mark Betfila is because he's thrown the Because the people are suffering, that's why he should not be Mark Betfila. And but apparently it would be it would have been appropriate to be Marik Budfila. Mysha felt it was appropriate to be Markfila. Why be Mark Betfila? You have a promise. You have a promise that's going to happen, you need to have a mafteach to, to, to bring that promise to fruition, so daven! But why be Marek filler? The way we understand Marek Metfillah means you're davening and you're davening, you're pleading, you're begging, please, please, please. Why are you being Marek Metfillah? You know it's going to happen, you just have to press the button, kind of. You have to be mispallel to open it up, that there should be, that, that, that the Yeshua should come. So why, what's the point of being Marech Bet Why did Moshe want to be Marech Bet The Rabbi apparently also was saying that, that to be Marech Bet would be appropriate, but but Claudius wrote to Marech so don't be Marech Bet So there's another place where we find this idea of being Marech Bet at the end of Pasha's Ba'aloi Miriam has Tsuras. So Moshe Daven but far. Ba Moshe Al Hashem Leymar. Moshe is for far. He said, Ke'el no'arefa no'loh. It said five words. Ke'el no no'loh. Sarashi says like this. De'yma'aloi herich Moshe Betfilah. Why was he not Marech Betfilah? Why did Moshe Daven, a short Tfilah, five words. Why didn't he have a no longer Tfilah? Why Shloim <anyold tzora> Israel Oimrim So shouldn't say that his sister is uh, is in a situation of tzora. <speaking mean> and he's being <speaking> Marb <mean> B'tfila. Why is he being <speaking> Marb <mean>? B'tfila? This is what Rashi says. So really, it's very puzzling. I mean, why shouldn't he? What should he do? She has a tzara. She needs a refuah, and she needs a Rafua. So he's Davening. So Daven short. Why are you Davening Long? I mean, wh- what should he, what else should he do? Why can't he Daven Long? What's what's the what's the downside of Davening Long? Why shouldn't he Daven Long? And the reason why he shouldn't wasn't Mark Mapilla is because she you and Because they're gonna say, they're gonna come with it with, with like a complaint. She's in trouble, so why are you Davening Long? Daven short. What does that have to do with them? I mean, it's only because of them. Really, he should be Margaret v'tfila, you see, from Rashi. Right? It seems that it would be appropriate for marah v'tfila. But people would say, you know, why being with Filler? So that's why, but... So, so what if people say? I mean, why is that a problem? Why is that a problem? And what are they going to say? What are they upset about? He's standing in davening. So what's the problem? Why would it upset them so much? So, I wanted. I think we see from this Rashi that what's the idea of being married to a A person daven's long. What? What? What are you? Why are you davening long? What is the purpose? You davening to Rabbi Nisholam. You're asking him for something. So, make your request. Say your tefilla. This is my tfilla. Say it sincerely, with full heart, and say it. And Rabban Shalom will hop right away what you want, he knows what you want even before you said it. So now you mispawel, you daven, and that's it. So what is, what is the idea of being mar'ah bet stand a very long sh'mon, that's right. Davening mar'ah What is the point of davening a long davening? What is the point? Are you trying to make sure that Rabban Shalom understands what you mean? You know, what are you doing? What's the point of being mar'ah bet so the idea of being marked with filler is Pshat, the till itself takes an instant. How long does Tvila take? Rubbanishlaim, I'm sick, heal me. Finished. You know? I mean, you say it a little bit more emotion, but how long does it take? But Davening is really, the point of Davening is to draw yourself closer to the Rabbi Shlila. The more you Daven, it, not that you're davening and trying to say it again and again and again that he'll get the point you're davening along because you're saying you are the rei fechoylem you are the one you have all the kayches, this and, and while you're doing this you're drawing yourself closer to the rabbi nashleilam so when you daven you daven from a point of kurva. You daven from a close place, not from a distant place. It's much better to daven from a close place than to daven from a distant place. So, with being marked with what you're doing or what you should be doing is bringing yourself closer and closer and closer to the rebbeinu So, when you daven, the tefillah comes from a close place. So, Moshe Rabbeinu would have been marked with he wanted to be as close to, very close to the Rebbein as close as possible. Of course, the Shalom is, is infinitely far. So as close as you get, you're still going to be infinitely far. But it's better to be in a closer place, more curved to the Rebbein and Davin from such a place than to Davin from a distant place. But the problem was that Kalal looked at Moshe and they said, Moshe is Daven's is pale pe. He speaks he's b'chal He's he is the ultimate closeness that you could be to the Rubai You can't be closer to the Rabbi Shalam than Mysha Rabbeinu. That's what they thought. They didn't understand. They thought that this is the ultimate of closeness. Maisha, because he was where he was, Maisha was the hon of Mikhalodam. He understood more than anybody else his distance from the Rabbi Shlatam. To him, he was he w- the closer you get the more you understand the distance and the more you realize that you could always keep getting closer and closer. So Moshe wanted to get closer and closer and closer, that his filler to the Rabbinus for for Miriam should come from a close place. That's what he wanted. But Claudia Sul so thought, why you why are you da- daving along? You're close already. You're the ultimate of closeness already. And she's in Tsar. So say you fill already. The point of Mark fill is first you draw yourself closer and then you daven. When you mark with filler, that comes The filler itself comes at the end of being marked with filler. After you've joined yourself closer, then you daven. So so they were saying you are close. How close can it possibly get? Mysore is as, as close as it can possibly get. So why are you davening long? Why davening long? So that's why he davening short, because people shouldn't have tightness They shouldn't be upset with him that he's being with bethvila, even though, even though he's so close. So he said a short filler. But really, really, what he wanted to do was to be with bethvila so that he can come closer and his filler come from a close place and it would be more effective. That's really what he wanted to do. So the same thing over here the, the the Yeshua that was coming, of course, you just needed a minimum filler to open up the, the maf-teach and 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 to bring the Yeshua. But Moshe Rabbeinu wanted, Moshe Rabbeinu was davening and the tefillah was in front of everybody. So the longer he davened, the more he was miscarved to Rabbeinu Shalom, the more Klal would be miscarved. They were together. He was davening in, in public, in front of everybody. And the more tefillah, the more tefillah, the more he was for him and for all of Klal Yisrael. So Moshe wanted that when the Yeshua happened, when the Klai Yisrael experienced this fantastic Yeshua, they should experience it from a place of closeness to Rabbi Yishalem, not from a place of distance. They should feel, they should be very Makurat to Rabbi when they experience the Yeshua. That's what he wanted. That's why he wanted to be with Betfila. And it would have been appropriate. But Rabbi told them, don't be with filler. Why? because Kala Yisrael is in Sora, it would be better if you mark Mitzvila that there will be more kurva at the time of the Yeshua. but lemaisa, we have the have Rachmanes and Kala Yisrael, they're in Sora, so let's do it right away, be Mekatzer in Yitzvila and Yisrael. Let's go, let's do the, let's go. Okay, so after Kriyat Yamsuf, they went through the Yam, and all the Mitzrayim drowned, and they washed up on the, on the, on the shore. Vayasa Moshe Yisrael mi-yamsu. Baisha made the Yidin, made them leave from Yamsuf. That means they were, relu- Rashi says, they didn't want to. Balkarcham, I see on Balkarcham. He forced them to continue. Why? Zov The Egyptians adorned their horses with all kinds of... Uh, it's all gold and silver and precious stones. And it says, But <laughs> the biza that they got by the Yam was greater than the biza that they got from Mizraim. And and therefore Meshra Rabbeinu had to force them to leave. Now, the Mepharshim asked. How could it be, how could be be bigger than the beza's It's It said that the mitzaltem for Kino you emptied it. You emptied mitzrayim. So if you emptied it, so how could what was left be greater than what you took? But I think this is not, uh, th- this we can answer. According to what we said in Pasha Pashamais, that Sultan doesn't mean they took some things. they just took what they what they were able to to borrow from the neighbors the laxces the bechas the bracelets the 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 clothing but Ver know that the emptying shameba Badagon, that means that they took away the the that uh, that Mitzrayim was the economic power of the world it was dominant power in, of the world at the time and they took that away and Mitzrayim no longer was the dominant power who was the successor, it went from one to the other to the other as we spoke from the Gemara in Psacha. Okay, so that that is not so schwer. But what is a, a different problem is that says like this, in Pasha's boy, last week. This is what the Revan Shem told Moshe. Please speak to the people. They should borrow things from the from the neighbors. Hashem uh, made them find favor with the Egyptians. Moshe, godel mitzrayim be'ne be'ne Moshe was very highly respected by the Egyptians. So this is the question, what is that doing in this Pasek? That Rabban Shalom gave the chenam be'ne Mitzrayim, so they should lend them their, their things, their, their valuables. And Moshe was great and everybody respected him. What does one have to do with the other? Okay. But Rashi says like this, Dabr no. What is no means please? Ain't no Aloshim Bakosha. Please. Vakasha Mimchad, asking you a Bakosha, Hazir Malkakh tells them, you know, uh um Shalayamru Shalaimur Oisid Sadik Avram Avram shouldn't say but that in the Brisbane Absorum said, Godel. So Avram shouldn't say, Vavadum Vinoisam Kiembaham. He wasn't the part of Vyavodum. Viach Vhush Godel, loikiembahem. So Avram is gonna come with a complaint. If I don't, if they don't do this, if they don't go borrow the valuables of the neighbors, so then. So then Avram is going to come with a complaint. So you had to really, um, you know, push them and, you know, tell them take, take. That means they they, they didn't want to, they didn't want to. What do you? I mean, they want to. What do you have to go? Oh, be a zero, You know, it's money, it's things. You know, they didn't want to, they didn't want to take it. So he said, please take it, please get them to take it. Why? Because if you don't then Avram is going to come with a taina. So right away the question is, regarding what we were learning, that if they didn't want to take it, so all of a sudden by the yam they decided that he, he couldn't pull them away? He couldn't pull them away? I mean, they were, they were you know, the bizayam, they were grabbing bizayam, had to pull them away and force them to move? I mean, here, Mitzrayim didn't want to take anything, and now all of a sudden, he can't stop them. So, what happened? But let's just take a look at this itself, what Rashi says. He says, please, Avram is going to come with a complaint. You are Mekayim the Shibud, you are Mekayim v'achayezer b'chosh gadom. So, Mimon Ufshach. Mimon said it by the Brisbane Absarim. He did say both. So, did he, did he have to be Mekayim both or not? If he had to be Mekhi and both, then forget about Avram. You said, do it. You th- should say, I told them, so therefore, please tell them to take it, even though they're reluctant, tell them to take it, because I said, I promised by the brisping of Turns could the promise was not Mechayim that they should take it. So what does that to do with Avram? So Avram is going to complain, I mean, if B'rban is not Kaviyochel obligated to give, the, to give them the Rechosh Gadol, so all of a sudden Abram comes and he says, I mean, the says it, he says, nah, it's okay, it's not, not optional, but Abram says it, and Abram cares about the money, what does he care about the money, like he's all of a sudden, they don't care about the money, the Rav doesn't care about the money, Avram cares about the money, <laughs> why does he, he care about the money, what is it, What is he saying care? So I think it's something like this, that, They didn't want to take it. Why did they want to take it? Because Rubansham is making tremendous needs nice into them. And he's going to take them out. And he's going to provide for them. And they're going to have everything that they need. Why should they have to schlep sacks of Laklas and Bechers and whatever other, you know, chachkas they can get for them, piece of gold and silver, you know, big sacks. Why should they schlep these things? It's a tirch. What do they need this for? What do they need this for? However, however, what was the purpose of Ahak HaKan Yetzir B'Chush The purpose was this. Chalas Abvodim and Mitzrayim for hundreds of years. So there are two ways you could leave. You could leave because um, you know, the master will kick you out, throw you out, like a like a dog to get out of here. Or He could send you away with uh, presents and with a parade and great COVID. So the liberation that the Avodim feel it's very different. Either way, they're free, but they're not so free. When they're just thrown out, they still, psychologically, they still feel them they're still an avid. But you're an avid who's not in the master's house. Now you're out in the field, there's nobody telling you what to do. You still feel like an avid. But in order that you should feel truly liberated, that you should not feel like an avid, then, you, the way that he sends you away, especially, it says, he, was, he sent them away quickly. So, the way he sent them away, that would determine how they felt about themselves, how they felt about their liberation. So, so that was the purpose of the rechush. The purpose of the rechush means that when you're leaving, so they're going to give you money to take. And, and they have great respect for your leader that you're not just going out, these these uh, you know, these, uh, bunch of avodim going out with like a Spartacus leading them, you have Moshe Rabbeinu leading them, you have like a tremendous person, everybody looks up to him. So all this adds to the respect with which they treat these avodim that they are releasing. And that was critical, because that was very important that when they go out, they should really feel liberated, they should feel completely disconnected, from the, from the state of enslavement. That was very important. But they felt, okay, so that was important. There was a promise, but they felt that as long as the Egyptians were willing to give them the valuables, they were ready to give them the valuables, and as long as they had tremendous respect for Maish Rabbeinu, so it means they're leaving with respect. Why do we have to actually take them they were, they're offering them, they're giving them. We could go, they'll give it to them. Chay everybody's ready to give you whatever you want. Take my lechtes, take my pechas, take everything. Very, ha- very happy to give it to you. And Moshe is very respected. So it means we're leaving truly liberated. Why do we have to lug those, those sacks? What for? So, so that, and that's a taina, And that would be a kiyom of the promise of Achkan Yetzir B'chush Gadol. As long as they're ready to give it to them, that's a kium, and you don't actually have to take it. But Avram will come and he'll say, I don't want this lumbis, you know, they gave, they're willing to give it, so if I took it, this and that. Avram says, no, I want them to actually take it. You know, that means then they will really feel liberated. Just because they promised and it's as if, Avram says, this, this is not enough for me, I don't want this. I want them to actually take it. This is what he said. So Mamela, so Moshe Abaynu was madder than that you have to take it. And this is what's going to make you liberated. You have to take the Ruchosh Gadol. Okay, so they accepted it. Okay, so, so, they'll, so they'll do it. So when they came to the Yam, they thought that this is what they have to do. In order to be liberated, it's not enough to take those sacks from Mitzrayim. Now we have to take all the gold and silver and, 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 and precious stones from the horses. So they were doing it and doing it and doing it. But they felt this is how they're going to be liberated. So Moshe said, no, enough. Time to go. I want to conclude with with um, um, okay with some a a point about language. It says, "Vayirdufu Mitzrayim, vayevoyu Achrayim, koil sus paray." koel sus pare. sus is not loshen yochid. so says koel sus parei loshen yochid v'chi sus echad haye we only had one magidsh en kulan chashun fnei amokam elekhe sus echad the reason why it says sus echad is to tell you that even though he had thousands of horses it was all considered like one sus so the Mafashim ask a question Pashas, va'yishlach. Yaakov sent a message to Esav. He said, "Emloven garti ve'ayichadoto va'hieli shor v'chamoyer." I had an ox and a donkey. So Rashi says, "Shor v'chamoyer." Derecheres loymer al shvarim harbe shor. When you're talking about many, you say shor. Adom bem lechaver belayla. A person tells his friend at night, "Korah hatarnagoyel." The the rooster crowed. It doesn't mean a particular one rooster. It means <speaking in Hebrew> he's not saying the the roosters crowed. It was loshen yachid. So that's a clown loshen kodesh. That that if you have a number, so until ten it's loshen rabim. Sholish is loshen <speaking in Hebrew> rabim. Above ten it becomes loshen yachid. Arboim shana shana, When you go above ten, then you switch from the plural to the singular. Why? I'm not sure. Maybe because once you get above ten, everything merges and becomes, the, 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 the units lose their individuality, so they see them as one. I don't know why. But that's the klal. The klal is until ten, it's, it's plural. Above ten, it's, it's uh, singular. We're talking about many, use the singular. So the Nefarshim say? what's the question? He had thousands of horses. So why does Rashi say and learns out that that's the proper usage. There's many. It shouldn't be sus. You should use the singular. This is what they ask. So we find a similar thing in Vayigash. Kol ha-nefesh Yaakov and, Mitzrayimah Shishim vashesh And the Yosef was, it was two Kol ha-nefesh ha-bo-li Yaakov bo-Mitzrayimah shivim Seventy It says nefesh V'yikach eiso v'es-nosho v'es-bonho v'es-noisho v'es-kol naf-shois beisoi It's the Losh Hashan Rabbim Kol naf-shois So Rashi says Eisav sheish nefashes hayuloi yet six. For cause of koyesim nefashes but nafshes baisai plural. Why losh and rabbim v'isha them because they, they served many gods so he called them nafshes. Yaakov shivim hayuloi yet yeah. seventy. For cause of koyesim nefesh v'isha y'oidim lekelecha. So v'ira says v'kola nefesh aboli Yaakov. Kol nefesh Yaakov says but the question is: This is also six is below ten, so plural is appropriate. Seven is above ten, so the is appropriate. So what's Rashi saying? Why is Rashi saying that is different? I mean, this is correct according to Dikdok. So I just want to um, offer an explanation for this. An adjective is a word that defines or modifies a noun. You say, the big house, a bi- the big house, and that house is a noun, big is an adjective. Um, you could say, five houses, so houses is a noun, five is an adjective which modifies and tells you how many. But there are two kinds of adjectives, two uses, you could have an adjective which is connected to the noun, in the noun phrase. I don't know what it's called, I don't remember from the sixth grade. And then you have another adjective, it's called a predicate adjective. You could say the big house, or you could say the house is big. So when you say the big house, the adjective big and the house are connected in one phrase, big house. When you say the house is big, the noun stands alone, and you say it is big. So the adjective is sort of on the outside, of the noun, not attached to the noun. So what this klal that we have, that when you have uh, you know you have a number above ten, that it's, if you go to the singular it's only when the adjective is connected to the noun arboim shona, it's connected to the noun when he said v'hayili um, shor it's it's implicit, I had many so he didn't say many, but he's basically saying, I had many oxen. So he's saying, I had many oxen, so the many and the oxen are together as one, they're connected in one noun phrase. So therefore, it's singular. However, if it's a predicate, if it's outside, <clears throat> then it's then then it's then it doesn't affect the noun. The noun is stays plural. Only if you have many nouns and you attach the adjective to the noun itself, then it becomes singular. So it says, "Call a nefesh, call nefesh of Shivan, all the people. They were seventy. This is a predicate adjective. A predicate adjective doesn't change the number. Doesn't change it from a plural to a singular. So that's why." Rashi has a, has a good point. Why is this call a They call nafshoit the way it says by Esau? call nafshaiz. So over here also by us, when it says we're talking about this there's, there's a noun here. There's no it's not even an adjective. So the noun without an attached adjective Always, if it's many, it retains the it retains the plural. So why does it say called Sozpare"? Right? Rashi says, "Because all the Chasuvim Kesozach." Thank you very much, and I hope to see you again next week.